Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashamania runs wild on you? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the Bashmania podcast. This is episode 134, and I'm really excited to dive into today's show. You guys seem to really like when Corby was on last time. So glad to have him on again today to talk world team trials and some other random news and wrestling. This show is brought to you by Attack. Attack is a new sophisticated training app with very cool gaming components for wrestlers and other high-level athletes with coaching and technique from stars like Jordan Burroughs, Sarah Hildebrandt, and Reese Humphrey, among others. I actually saw on his Instagram that David Carr was just logging his workouts today on Attack. And I think you're going to start seeing many more high-level wrestlers using this app very soon. Definitely go and download it in the Apple App Store today. If you listen to this podcast, you know how much I love this app. It's like having a coach right in your pocket, multiple coaches at that. Um, it helps you focus on strength, endurance, nutrition, technique, mentality, agility, flexibility, recovery, reflection, so many aspects to being a high-level athlete, especially a wrestler. So be sure to download the Attack app today. It's ATAC. And give them a follow on social. They share a lot of valuable and unique content. I think you guys are really going to enjoy that. So download Attack. Thank you to Attack for sponsoring the show. Let's get Corby on and start talking some wrestling. He had a little vacation. How was your vacation, by the way? It was great. It was great. We did uh, 10 days in Alaska. So we saw from Fairbanks over to Denali, like maybe a 100 miles south of Denali towards uh, Anchorage. So we covered some land. Um did some cool excursions, uh, took a helicopter. We landed on a glacier, like a 500. That's sick. Thick. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Found some running water on it. Um, that was like, you know, had a, you know, wore out the, the ice into yeah. like a 110 foot hole that you could have fit a car in, you know? So that was, that was cool. Um, saw an avalanche and heard one when we were out there, like a thunderstorm wow. off Alaska's, down the side. Yeah. Alaska's definitely somewhere. I want to get, I've heard it's absolutely beautiful. It, it's so good. It's, 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 you, it's almost seems fake. Um, yep. the scenery, you know, it's so, it's, it's so relaxing and calming and it's hard to explain to you get there. And I was like, Oh, whatever. And then you get there and you're like, wow, yeah. this is, this is real. Yep. So that it was neat. So what's going on with you? How you been? I see a new, uh, see a new shirt there on you car shirt. I am in the gummy bear gang, David Carr. It's funny. It's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, you know, there's been so many little things that have happened in the last like week or so within wrestling that I love. And that kind of piqued my interest. And I mm -hmm. always love talking about the little nuances of wrestling, the storylines. I'm never someone who cares about the technical breakdown. I think they're fun. When J.O. came on here and broke down his Olympic trials matches, it was one of the most popular episodes of the podcast yet, and I enjoyed it. I just was never a high-level wrestler, 
but being a marketing guy, the storylines really get me the nuances of the sport. And this is one thing watching these athletes start to sell apparel has been so fun. Some of it like this was an instant buy, which by the way, if you guys have not bought a David Carr gummy bear shirt or a sweatshirt, I've got the crew neck and the t-shirt, both are money. So you have to go get one of those. I'm really excited to see where the apparel goes in the season. Right now, it's kind of like somebody's just buying something because you're a fan or like David Carr posts something. I love this. I want it. I want to support him. Done. What I'm really excited for is when you think about the storylines in the college season and who is partnered with the right people to be able to capture something that happens and monetize that. Like having the that's what we do Bo Nickel shirt the day after NCAAs, having the 665-pound deadlift shirt the day after Ferrari does the interview. I can't wait to see what happens even mid-season. Like if you're a wrestler and somebody ducks you and you do some kind of shirt, you know, like there's so many cool potential opportunities. I can't wait to see how this plays out this year. Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, and speaking of David Carr, I mean, what a what a great kid, right? I had a chance to uh, work with him a little bit at Stalemage. You know, he did some of the uh, commentating with us. And then his father actually surprisingly stepped in with us when he had to go away to get Ian Parker ready. And, uh, you know, I had, you know, had a little bit of interacting with David in the past and just a, just a great kid. I mean, and, and any company that's, you know, behind yeah. a kid like that, it's not, you don't have to worry about, right. When you sign some of these college kids, right. That's another thing, these companies, you know, everybody's just going out and getting deals and, and, you know, reputation and how you carry yourself matters, you know, that, Big time. that shoe's going to drop eventually too, right. Where someone's going to have somebody signed and then it's, it's not going to go right. Where, situation like David Carr, man, you got a, just a great kid, smile ear to ear, lives the right life, the right, the right lifestyle. And I have not got one of those yet, but actually when we get off today, I'll get me a couple. I'm heading back out to Iowa in a couple of weeks. So I'd like to yeah, have me I, one of those. David Carr called me a couple of weeks ago and I, it was a Saturday afternoon. I was resting, had a crazy morning. I laid on the couch. I heard my phone ring and I said, I'm not answering the phone. I don't care who it is. And like, Five seconds later, I'm like, well, let me see who's calling. And it was David. I'm like, <laughs> Business okay, man. I, I'm picking this up. So we talked like an hour. He, he's one of the most genuine, kind-hearted people in the sport. And I, I try to promote people like that as much as I can. I just think it's always great to promote good people. And I saw David Carr also signed with Spartan Apparel, which very interesting that Spartan Apparel has gone just for college kids. Yanni, Shane Griffith, and now David Carr, three studs. Um, I like all three of them. I think that's great. I'm interested to see. You're really, this is the first time you're seeing right out of the gate, multiple deals with apparel. You're seeing, you know, David Carr puts out a gummy bear shirt. Now he's signing a deal. And on an even kind of bigger level, you saw Spencer Lee do a thing with Ironside. Then he did t-shirts with Barstool. Now Rudis comes in and announces, hey, we signed Spencer Lee, which is when I saw that the business side of wrestling never gets like coverage and hype. I feel like as it should, but that's huge. Like when I was with Scrap Life, we went to pitch Snyder in Maryland and I remember how bad we wanted to get him. And I remember just thinking like sitting through the meeting, like this kid is so locked into Rudis 
even before he was with Rudis, it almost felt like you were trying to get him away from a team when you're pitching him. And I remember just thinking like the Rudis brand is so strong. And, and over the last year, it has continued to get stronger. And now they got Snyder out of college and now they're getting Spencer Lee in college. I think that says a lot. And it says a lot that they're not, there's a lot of apparel companies who want to squeeze. All right. The first shirt Spencer Lee can put out, we got to put it out. Spencer Lee put out shirts with Ironside and then he did Barstool shirts and they don't care. Okay, great. Is the squeeze over? Now let's focus on your brand for the next 10 years. Like they did it with Snyder. So I think the Spencer Lee to Rudis is absolutely huge. Yeah, and he's he's respected and and liked that brand for a couple of years now. So I kind of I thought he may go that way, but then again, you know, with the Nike APS, I thought yeah. maybe you know Iowa tied in there. I thought maybe he would go with them, but you know, he's respected the Rudis brand and you know what they stand for for uh, you know people you know in the circles. I don't know if I mean I think you were also aware of that that he was you know kind of. It's kind of almost like Kyle, right? Where you were kind of having to pull him away. I kind of feel yeah. like same thing with Spencer, you know? Yeah. And I think too, if you look at Spencer's career, I can kind of see the same future for his brand like Snyder's, which is he's a little bit more hands off than a David Taylor or a Gable Stevenson, and where he wants somebody to really partner with and say, Here's my brand. Put it on the platform and let, let's grow it, which is what they did with Snyder. Snyder's not sitting around tweeting, texting, Instagramming, whatever, all this stuff. It's Rudis. They're helping him. And I think that means a lot. Knowing Spencer and kind of his MO, I don't think he wants to be someone who's taking a photo in the gym, coming up with a caption. He wants somebody to help him. And I think Rudis has done a good job with Snyder um, to continue his brand and his presence without him contributing as much as some of these other athletes do. So I think that's interesting. And, and again, much like with the NCAA apparel, we started talking about, I'm interested to see now how fast somebody like Rudis acts on something Spencer does during the season. You know, they were, they were pretty dang quick with um, Tamara Olympic champ apparel and sliders on the website. You went to the website that day. They did good. And there was little things like, there was a product URL in her bio when she won the gold that was a couple months old. So I went to a page that didn't exist anymore. And Rudis very smartly did a redirect on the URL, redirected that product URL doesn't exist to their page, to her like main page. So you can tell they're with it. So I'm really excited because I think the more, there's so many casual fans in wrestling. I think the more we bring those in, the more they'll really buy in. So if it's something where you can get a t-shirt, you can kind of engage a little bit more. I think it's going to be good for wrestling overall. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think like you said, who are, you know, let's say Spencer goes out and uh, gets, uh, you know, let's say he takes a kid down to his back. Six. Oh, uh, turns and let's say he gets a tech fall in like a minute 30 something this year. Yeah. Right. I mean, right there, there you go. Right. I mean, 17, Oh, minute 30, Spencer Lee, on, well, you know, anything it, on the back. People eat that up. It's the Gable shirt. It's exactly what Barstool did, where it was like yeah. the comeback tee. That was brilliant. It wasn't just, you know, I know one of the reasons David Carr did this gummy bear shirt 
is he didn't want to just do like his face or name on a t-shirt. He wanted to be something a little bit different. And I told him, I love that. I'm like, I think everybody needs the logo T, the, the face T, the name T, the whatever. Your fans definitely want to buy it. But I think you sometimes get a wider spectrum of fans and engage your audience more when you don't just do that. You start doing T's like that, like that comeback T, that was super cool. And I think if, if wrestlers can capitalize on events throughout the season, that's where I think NIL is also really going to come into play. And it's not just the endorsement deals and brand deals. Those are going to help. So I'm really excited oh, about that. Really, really excited. Yeah, me too. Hey, I'm hearing out too. Um, there could be a, you know, I guess there's, there's been talked about in the wrestling community. I guess there's some meeting or something. There might be a meeting taking place, I guess. And they're kind of looking for a place to have this meeting. Um, so I don't know. You're tied in out there a little bit. Maybe you can host that meeting at Bash. You Maybe you reach I'd out be, to, to the I'd parties be, and you, you can host it. I'd be more than happy to. The number of <laughs> rumors swirling and the number of curiosities at an all-time high. I'll say that. And speaking of meetings and parties... Eric Thompson, Arizona is huge. That huge. was such a good get for Arizona. Eric Thompson, I think, is such an underrated coach. He's an incredible coach. I know every single person in State College is going to be disappointed to see him go. But, you know, they're all sharing the same sentiment, which is this absolutely sucks, but very happy for you. Like, great move for you. Yeah, that's, you know, and, you know, when, when people, what I like when uh, you hear about a coach going here and a coach going there, whatever, um, and in general, you know, in the wrestling community, you hear things and, and you never hear anything bad about Eric Thompson. You know what never. I mean? He's been around. Yep. He was in Iowa. He was in Grandview. He was at Lockhaven. He was at Penn State. And I know people in all those circles, right? And you never hear it. You just, you just never hear a bad word, right? It's character, right? So to get a guy like that, that's going to be able to go and mentor your athletes is, is absolutely huge, huge move. Um, you know, he's a great guy. Um, I mean, I mean, Colton Schultz, I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, Colton Schultz right now to get him in the room, guy like that, not just that people don't understand. He, he'll help Brandon and Courtney just as much. He yep. can help little guy 25 technique too. He's, he's a great coach. Well, look at that's, him a, at, that's a great get. That's what he was doing at M2. You know I what know. I mean? He's having such a positive influence on those athletes at M2. And I'm sure David yeah. Taylor and the rest of the M2 staff are going to miss him. You know, they lost Chenzo and Eric, two amazing guys kind of back to back. I'm sure they're going to feel that there. So, you Definitely. know, awesome move for Eric, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, that Penn state to Arizona, Arizona to Penn state. I don't know why those two thoughts were back to back <laughs> the meeting, right. And a Penn state guy going to Arizona <laughs> um, on a different end of the spectrum. Very cool to see. So Bobby Stevenson, Gable's brother was yeah. announced as a recruit. One of the latest recruits at the WWE performance center, which is super cool. You got to wonder, is there something brewing with Gable and, and Bobby brother tag team um i think gable's gonna be a superstar so he's not one of those guys that will have to be in a tag team but very cool to see what they do with that and 
Jacob Casper last night at NXT. Like my heart was so happy this morning because the conversations I have with Casper are just amazing. I love that kid. And to see him in the ring last night was so cool. I am so excited for his career and where that goes. And I, I love this. I know there's that crowd that like demonizes professional wrestling. I, I don't know why. I don't get it. I think having another outlet, having another avenue for amateur wrestlers to be able to leverage that athleticism and that skill set in a, a further development, a further arena, I think is incredible for the sport. I love it. So I'm really happy for both those guys, and I can't wait to see what happens next with them. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, too. You know, there's a few <clears throat> few wrestlers there, right? You got you got Casper. You got – now, I, the Bobby thing, that – you know, because he – Bobby was a police officer up in uh, the Minneapolis area. So when that yeah. – when, when I saw that, that, I was like, oh, wow. So this – you know, he obviously had to step away from that. They take you down to um, to the next school down there in Orlando, Florida, and – Yep. And you train. Actually, there was a kid at, uh, who at the Madison Square Garden, uh, he knocked off Vic Avery, who was the three seed at the time. Joe Ariola uh, okay. wrestled at the University of Buffalo. And he's down there now. He's been about three or four months at the next school as well, training. He's like 200 pound kid doing pretty good yeah. um, down there with Casper and those guys. So it's interesting. It's another outlet, man. Anything for these kids. Some of these kids, like a Casper or the Joe Ariola. I mean, he started wrestling folk style when he was a kid because of, you know, WWF. You know what I mean? Like they so watched it when they were kids. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they went to man. practice. Right. They end up going to these practices because they think it's going to be that way. And then they're like, oh, wait a minute. We're not jumping off the top rope. And then That's they realize, oh, no, there's another. Yeah. In middle school, I was I was a super hyperactive ADHD kid, and my I was like, okay, the sports like has to I got to do something. I started middle school, jumped into volleyball, didn't really have too much fun. Um, my gym coach was Bill Jackato, legendary coach. So you should, oh yeah, you should come wrestle. And I said, okay. And I'm like, you know, thinking WWE style, and it was night and day, but it, it was so fun. So uh, I'm excited for that. Something I also love that I saw yesterday. Braxton Amos had a street named after him. They renamed a street awesome. from like Betsy Avenue or something to Braxton yeah. Amos Drive in Park Parkersburg, Virginia. Love that. Yeah. Absolutely love Anna that. Has a, Anna has a stop sign. Not right. just a not just an intersection you drive through and up, up there. It is no, you're stopping right. at the stop sign, looking both ways, and you're seeing Braxton Amos. I, I love it. Great. He was happy. I mean, another talk about a good kid. Yeah, I mean, there's another one. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I'm one of those guys that, and I said it last year when we were doing these cards um, in October, when I saw him on some of these cards, I was like, this kid is going to have a heck of a time pulling the 197. And then we look at him at the worlds and look at his body. There's not a lot there. That's That was a 213 pound kid we were looking at. You tell yep. me where 16 pounds are at. So if he can get down and manage it, no doubt about it, he's going to, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And he, he'll be, he'll be right there on Saturday night. Um, but, you know, hopefully if he can't manage it or if it's an issue, hopefully they put him on a shot clock, you know, and, and yeah. I mean a, a match, you know, and they, they only wrestle him so many matches and give him so many weigh-ins to keep him fresh. Um, you know, they start right away November one. 
Yeah. They're the first duel. November 1st, they have a duel. So, I mean, we're, I mean, we're less than nine weeks away from that. I'm, I'm so pumped for the college season. We've had so much senior level action. It's been a blessing to have so much action. And, you know, I guess that's a good segue into the world team trials. It's funny as I was going through the list of people registered and I'm thinking like how excited I am for not just the world team trials, but the fact that these guys are going to have a college season ahead, like guys like Yanni, we're, we're getting his website ready to go. And we're working on like his about page and it's like mm-hmm. longest active win streak in the NCAA. I'm like, man, I can't wait to see Yanni back in, back in action. And a lot of these guys too. So world team trials next weekend. I caused a mini little tizzy last night on Twitter. Cause I said, I'm not going. Um, I, I didn't want to go. Ant- What's that? Are you a, uh, I mean, you're not a big, you're, you're not a big anti-mask guy no. per se. You just, you, there's, there's issues, right? Like your wife, you, you run a big business. You, you're around a lot of people. Your, your wife is pregnant. You know what I mean? Right. So and that's why, like, you know, people who listen to this podcast know, like I was on the fence with going and I'm like, to fly, that. F- to fly from Rochester to Lincoln, you basically have to kind of waste the day Friday and Monday. And my agency is so busy. Like it's hard to work out of pocket Friday, Monday, you're backed up Tuesday. And so I was on the fence. Like we have an, we have a 20 week ultrasound that Tuesday. It's like, do I really want to go? Kind of. And when I saw that Lincoln was requiring masks yesterday, I'm like, all right, I'm out. You know, like it's just too much. And I saw some Twitter trolls coming at me. Like, well, if you go to the bills game, dude, I live like 40 minutes from the stadium. I can go to the bills game for three hours. Even if I have to wear a mask the whole time, three hours is a lot different than traveling all day Friday in one wearing one all day Saturday, most of Sunday, most of Monday again. It's just too much. It's just not worth it. And again, I was on the fence. I I like watching wrestling better at home. I like being able to work on stuff. People um, love our graphics, so I love putting our graphics out. I love doing different things. So that's easy. I love watching sports from home. The one main reason I was really considering going there was the people to talk to people like you and go grab food, grab a glass of wine. Like that's what I really love about wrestling tournaments. That's the big thing for me. Like going to NCAAs, I like watching it on home, but you go to NCAAs because of the people I'm usually in like a suite or a box for NCAAs and you don't get nearly as good of a view as you do if you're watching at home, but it's the people. So I'm like, this is just, I can't do it, but I I do think it's going to be absolutely great wrestling. You know, I'm the same way. I, I mean, to be honest with you, it, when you go to the event, a lot of times if you're working or even if you're not, you don't see everything. If I'm at home, I've got all four mats pulled up on two computers. I've got it out of the big screen. I don't miss a match. If I'm there, you can only watch what you can. You have to come home and rewatch it. So yeah. you're really actually, you're watching it twice, actually, when you go. Um, but like you said, you go for the people, right? You go to bump into the people. You you go to actually feel it. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how I, I am, right? And I'm a people, like, I'm a people person. So I like to be around the people, talk to the people. And that's more what it's about. A lot of times, you know what? 
when you're there, you get caught up in conversations and talking to people. And you, you miss, miss it. Yeah, you miss <laughs> some things, right? You look back, you're like, wait, what just happened? We were, we were talking about NCAA's 07. You know what I mean? So, I know. But that's the cool part. That's the cool part, exactly. right? So, and I'm with you. Hey, you know, going to the Bills game, sitting for one, you're outside, okay, yeah. in a mask. And in your area right now, it's not a huge uptick. Where in Nebraska, they want you to wear a mask. Why? Because they're having an uptick. Your yeah. wife's pregnant. It's just not a, it's not a responsible move. Right. You know, and that's and, all. And it's the whole, to. it's the whole thing. Like I was on the fence with going initially, I wasn't even going to go because Chenzo's a big Steelers fan. So Chenzo, mm-hmm. I was going to have, he was initially supposed to be in state college, come up here Saturday night. We'll go to the game Sunday. Well, then he, you know, moved out to, to California. Now he's got not a job on you. Right. <laughs> And now he's going with Berger to the world team trial. So he's not even, you know, so that's when I was like, oh, maybe I'll go. Did the safe sport, did the background check, got my media accreditation all set so I could really, you know, cover and work the event in my way. And, you know, it just didn't work out. So it is what it is. I, you know, I think my wife will always tell me, go do stuff like this. It, it, she knows how much I love the sport, but I know there's a part of her that you're 20 weeks pregnant. You don't really want your husband gone for four days at a wrestling event if he doesn't have to be you know so mm-hmm. um i'm excited to the, the, it's funny how the time works out because i'll be able to watch it all day saturday and then sunday morning i'll watch it i'll go to the bills game and then literally from the bills game i'll probably leave the bills game early so that when the finals start at four i'm fully ready to go but i'm excited man i think you know, again, I was going through the list of registrations this morning. And it's interesting, too, because I guess we'll start at 61. Mm-hmm. A lot of the matches you see aren't going to be, like, real matches. And what I mean by that is, like, you have guys at these catch weights where it's like Soriano, I've heard, has stayed really light. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that we're going to see a full-size Soriano at 61. Or I heard... Um, Vito might be out now with COVID. Yes. He was a small guy. He was going to throw his hat in the ring because he'd rather compete than not compete. But I think at a weight like 61, you know, I'm curious on your thoughts. I I instantly think that there's a lot of sleepers in this weight class. The Joe Colones, the Tyler Graffs, who kind of have made teams and get overlooked at times in the big crowds. I also think Seth Gross is extremely underrated, extremely underrated. And if Seth Gross makes that team, I'm not at all surprised. You know, the one, uh, you know, Nation is one that kind of pops out to me, right? Where he got big. I mean, he wasn't a full 65 by any means, but he was big. So now you're going to see a really big Nation. That's one, you know, if, if he's training right and he's in shape, Nation's gonna be, you know, he's gonna give guys fits. Uh, Joe people Cologne, forget, I'm with you. People forget that Nation won Final X. Yeah, he he had to pull out because of injury afterwards, but like he won. He's a dominant yeah. 61 kilo guy, and it's funny. I almost wonder if a, I don't I don't even think those guys are dark horses, but I'm I'm wondering if one of those guys who might not be. I mean, who would you say is, is the favorite? At a weight like this, when you have Dayton Fix, you have Nick Soriano, you have these guys who are so good. 
but would you consider one of those guys the favorites? I mean, if you look at like history and what and what's going on at the at the weight class, I mean, if I mean it's hard to overlook a guy like Joe Cologne. Right. I mean, going in, I mean, if Joe Cologne's in shape, ready to go, I mean, he's been a dominant sixty-one kilogram guy in our country, right? So I look at I look for uh, I mean Cologne and 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 Nation, I mean are you know they're true. You look at this list, fix not a true sixty-one, right? Yeah. Soriano, not a true 61. Gross is a gross is a wild card here, right? Where yeah. we've seen gross at 57. We've seen him, you know, solid, but not be able to attack the whole time, right? We're now at 61. We could get a we could get a relentless gross, right? Which is scary. Well, um, I, I remember thinking about that about gross at the feral, thinking he looked really sucked down back at the feral in 2019. And he wasn't attacking like he does as normal, yeah. but he was savvy enough to to get the I forgot if it was I think it was his back points against Soriano. Soriano. Yeah, like he had that savviness enough to win that match, and that's when you know if he's at a full healthy sixty one, man, Gross is just I think people are sleeping on him. I think he's been a little quiet. And people are just sleeping on him a bit. Soriano too interested. We haven't seen him in a while. Um, you know, gonna be hungry. Who's gonna be in his corner? Proof. Will Perry Mark be in his Perry. corner? Yes. So, do you think that like that will be like the time he's waiting to make a decision until after that? I heard what you said on on Willie's show yesterday. You guys' first word that you know, I agree with you. I think he's gonna roll somewhere second semester. But we're in that awkward stage right now. Normally, post Olympics, people make their moves. This year, it's like a two month delay. Cause it's, it's going to be after worlds. So it's like, I was talking to somebody yesterday about Dake saying like, basically I'm committed to Cornell through, excuse me, the world championships. Will Dake make an announcement after will Soriano make an announcement after you got to suspect these things are coming. I'm very curious. Like, yeah. What the d- dynamic is right now between Soriano and Perry. Very interesting. Like if, if Nick doesn't do well at the world team trials, does that propel a decision? You know, if he does good, does that sway it? There's so many things in play there with that. There are so many things in play. And uh, that's why, I mean, I, and I said on the show, I mean, I, I mean, I could see Nick not wrestling college, right? I think Same. it's, 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 uh, it's gotta be the right fit. I think he's got a mindset of what he wants to do. And, and in order to get done what he wants to get done, I think he, he, thinks he's got to be one place, you know, and, yeah. and, and that's, if that, you know, you know, if, if you're not able to get that meeting done, you know, over there at your place, then uh, we'll see. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hopefully no. If you can, uh, if you, if you could really the, seriously, if, the, the if Sor- somebody could get that done. The Soriano to Penn state stuff. I, I don't know if I'm just like hesitant to believe it, because of how it went down when he left. I know that was that was a crazy time, I think, for Penn State. I have a hard time thinking he'll come back. I think Soriano and Gilman in the room would be an interesting dynamic. For sure. It, you know, it's like, so I don't know. I see all the rumors. I see all the things about, you know, brothers setting up meetings. And, and I, 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 I kind of sit back and just take it in, like, could that happen, well, you know? Well, my thing is this. If 
and I, you know, I hope, I hope that, and I'm, I, I and I'm by the by the guys there and the and the way, and you know the human beings involved in the situation. So as yeah. I do a little bit, right? So I mean, there's no way that there they would ever attempt to do this or do this without without talking to Thomas Gilbert. It's just not yeah. how they operate. Okay, so. If, if this does, okay, let's say this meeting takes place or this meeting is being talked about, whatever. My opinion is that there's, there is, they're not going to just all of a sudden bring Nick Soriano in and be like, right. oh, Thomas Gilman, here's the, you know what I mean? That's just yeah. not, just not who they are. Right. So I think that if this happens, you know, which I mean, Hey, I, I tweeted a month ago that people are going to be shocked. And this is what I was talking about. I had heard rumors. I had heard you know, things and not just rumors, you know, some pretty good sources. I don't just like to say things, you know what I mean? I'm just not yeah. that guy. I don't, I don't just pop off and say right. something. Right. Yeah. So, um, I knew and, uh, and Hey, I mean, Hey, it's interest on both sides. Right. And if, and if I'm Penn state, I look at it, hey, if we could sit down and make some parameters and I know everybody's like, Oh, Soriano, they don't list that. Listen, Hey, if, and I like Bob Soriano at times, you know, he can be a good guy and he can also be a pain in the ass. Right. But listen, this is the last chance for his son. This is it. Right. So it's like, Hey man, you want to, you want to, I mean, I'm not blaming Bob, but it's like, you want to, you know, keep dictating and keep being in, you know, in control all the time, which is fine. But Hey, listen, the, the clock's running out, buddy. You got one more semester left here. You know what I mean? So sometimes you just got to sit down you got to mind your P's and Q's. You got to understand, hey, he's a businessman as well, right? So this comes down, it's business. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes in business, you got to shut your mouth. You know what I mean? And, and it'd be the best thing for Nick. You know what I mean? Like, and because and, you know what? The last thing you want to have is this not, this not go right for Nick. This will be demons for, for this kid the rest of his life. This will ruin, that people don't understand. I mean, this kid's going to have mental health issues over this if, if this doesn't go. You know what I mean? And then it's not going to be so funny. You know what I mean? All the control and this and where that. Well, then then the clock runs out. You don't get it done. You don't get to wrestle in college again. And now it's all these what ifs. And then you don't think in 10 years from now there's going to be the blame game when he gets yeah. a wife and a family that, you know, Thanksgiving dinner ain't going to be a little bit weird. So everybody just stay calm. Everybody, Bob, if you're out there, you're listening. Just look in the mirror, realize you got a son that's, you know, a, a 1% talent and, and just get it done, you know, and, and let's see, let's see what Nick's made of. Let him, you know, it's like, just let him, let him get his vision quest. You know what I mean? That's what the kid wants. Step back for once. Let the kid do his thing. He's the grown ass man. You know, it's yep. just, it's time. It's time. Somebody's got to say it. You know what I mean? It's just time to do it. So, yeah, I don't know. Back to. <laughs> well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I got a little bit. It just that that really no, I, this just this irritates me, man, because, you know, it, it, we get in the sport and, and we get, you know, people, you know, the sport gets a bad name at times, you know, for these helicopter parents. Right. And, and not that. I mean, hey, this guy talk about caring for his kid. Nobody cares for their kid more than Bob Soriano. I'm not I'm not knocking the guy at all. He loves his child and he wants what's right for his kid. But there are times when, hey, man, you know. So if I, if I go to the bar, right. And, and let's say I get in a fight with some guy. Right. And then the next night I go to the bar and I get in a fight with some guy. Well, Hey, I might've ran into two pricks. Right. 
But now if that happens a third night in a row, guess what? <laughs> Sooner or later, I might be the problem. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So yep. sometimes we just got to sit back. We got to evaluate and then we move on. You know what I mean? And, and I think it's time for an evaluation process. That's all. And I, and I yeah. think we have some very smart people involved here too. So I think just, I think calmer heads are going to prevail. I think something will get done. I think we need to see Nick Soriano in college wrestling. I just think we do. I think Nick needs it. I think the fans need it. And I think for Nick's future, the mental health, I think Nick needs it. And I just think people need to get it done. Yeah. And you know, it's going to be interest, interesting to see how this world team trials, which is at the center of everything plays into mm -hmm. it. It's, and I think a lot of people are going to be watching. So hundred oh, percent. All right, let's go back to trials now after my little, getting so, a little emotional there. <laughs> That's what this podcast is all about. Hey guys, real quick. Want to tell you about our friends at manscape summer, maybe dying down, but it's still time to take care of your body and show up that hard work. It was a busy summer for our friends at Manscaped who just launched their fourth generation performance package, the Ultra Smooth Package, the Lawnmower 4.0. They've been up to so many great things. You know we're big fans of Manscaped on this podcast. This Lawnmower 4.0 has a skin-safe, replaceable blade, rechargeable wireless charging, LED spotlight and power status indicator. It's waterproof, has a travel lock. Ultra Smooth Package has a crop exfoliator, crop gel, crop shaver. I mean, their products are just awesome. This is a lawnmower 4.0 LED spotlight. Things great. Repla re ah, replaceable blades. So you can pop these on and off, change the different guard length. The Weed Whacker, I don't know if this is a 4.0. The Weed Whacker is incredible. This thing has, you know, little nose trimming, little ear trimming. Everybody should have one in their bathroom. Use promo code CHENZO. I miss Chenzo. He needs to come back on soon. Use promo code Chenzo for 20% off at manscaped.com. That's C-E-N-Z-O. And you get 20% off any of this. You want to get a lawnmower 4.0? 20% off. You want to get an ultra smooth package? 20% off. You want to get a performance package? 20% off. So get free shipping. Get 20% off with promo code Chenzo at manscaped.com. So that's 61. 65 is... Very interesting. You have Dean Heil, Lugo, Ironman, Pletcher, McKenna, Evan Henderson, Ashnault, Dom Demas, Yanni, and Henry Polymer. Yep. Very, very interesting weight. Um, you know, I, I talked earlier that we're building a website right now for Yanni. I'm a little bit, like, biased, obviously, knowing I work with him on, on many levels. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think whether you're biased or have a relationship with Yanni or not, he's a guy that absolutely everybody knows if he wins, nobody's surprised. He's Yanni. He's a multiple time world champion. He's, you know, a two time NCAA champion. He has one loss in college, but sometimes it's not just about who the best is. It's about matchup of styles. Um, and it's going to, I was kind of surprised. I don't know about you. I was kind of surprised that Ashnall was staying at 65. Initially he was registered at 70 and I put a graphic out like, man, 70 is getting wild. And he texted me like, bro, like that graphic's getting a lot of traction, but I ain't going 70. It's just, it's just a mistake. I'm going 65. I go, wow. Okay. So yeah, 65. I mean, I like these guys, and I think a lot could be in the finals. I, I think it's going to come down to McKenna Yanni in the finals. Um, 
that's just what my gut tells me. I could 100% be wrong on that. There's a lot of great talent in that. But something about Yanni McKenna final sounds right to me. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Um, Ashnall's two different guys. I mean, 70, like, he's just not quite big enough for 70. 65's a good pull. You know, a 67, like a Greco weight, I mean, that'd be his perfect weight, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's got he's to pull them extra pounds to, you know, I mean, it, you can't. I think he understands, right? At seventy, man, it's 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 all got to go, you know, right. He's not big enough, you know. The cut to sixty-five sucks, but it's not it's not unbearable, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, hey, when you got to make tough decisions, you want to try to make a world team, and it's the right way for him. And I think over there right now, um, you know, that's that's a that's a a preaching point right yep. for the program at a whole right guys you got to get to the right weight class this is the big 10 this is big boy wrestling and we got to wrestle at the right, right weight classes right last year we saw rivera wasn't at the right you know we had a little yep. bit of fat bass going on last year right he was a little little chubby and he got he got thick tired bass. right <laughs> thick bass baby yeah so uh so yeah so now i mean you'll see him at the right weight right you're gonna see guys so it's like hey if he's a coach now right? He's a coach. Yeah. So if this is what you're preaching as a program coach, you got to do it too. Right. So, and that's what he wants to do. Right. You got to, you got to show, and that's what astronaut wants to do. You want to be a champion. You do what you got to do. So, um, and I think it, you know, shows the rest of the guys on the team too. Hey, we got to get to the right weight classes. Um, so, uh, I like, I like astronaut this weight. Um, yeah. Ironman and Lugo, Ironman and Lugo. I mean, Lugo is, Lugo is tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and very, coming, very tough, very positional, very, very savvy on the edge. He keeps his butt to the center. Well, Lugo is a wild card in this weight class. In my Definitely. opinion, you have a lot of wild cards. I think you have you guys do. that when it comes down to a style matchup or, I mean, excuse me. I think it was at the rumble at the rooftop. Lugo beat Pletcher five, nothing. And Pletcher. Yeah. It looks great. He's thick. He's strong. It's a good weight for him. So it's mm -hmm. one of those things where it's like, man, what happens with some of these guys from a timing standpoint, from a, and I, I believe the finals are best of three, right? Yeah. So, you know, who's ever in the finals, I, I'm here for any of these guys to wrestle two, three times. It's, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be one of those fun weights. It's, it's got such a different feel than 61 because it is so condensed but it's it's going to be one of my one of my most exciting weights. You know, obviously my relationship with Yanni, um, I, I'm pulling for him. Joey's a great guy. I you know all these guys are great guys. We built a website for Ashnault a couple years ago, so I know him well. But yeah, so 65 is going to be interesting. 70 is just an absolute banger. 70. You know, you got Jo, you got Zane, you got Green, you got Deacon. Got you got Pantelio, like Berger, Brayton Lee, Brayton Lee, and Berger as well, right? Yeah, I mean it's I just mean, I'm interested if Jo is as dialed in as he was at the Olympic trials. I don't see anybody beating him. Having if he can translate that 65 to 70, I and I'm biased towards Jo too. This is the problem with working with some of these guys. You, you I know. Get, 
you know, we built JO's website. We built Zane's website. We built James Green's website. We've worked with these guys and it kind of like distorts your perception a little bit because, you know, Pantelio's the number one ranked guy in the world at 70 kilos right now. <laughs> I know. I know. And he's like the third guy you just mentioned. Right. right? It, it, it's nuts. <laughs> I think I saw like six guys that are seated. I think it's six guys that are seated top four in the world have to win spots at the team trials. One being Gable, who's not wrestling. So you have five guys. You have Shelton Mack. You have Tommy Gant. You have uh, Nate Jackson, Alec Pantelio. Mm-hmm. I think there's one more. Who am I forgetting? I think At there was six, a 61. No. Gant. Gant. Oh, Shelton Mack. It's 61. There you, go. there you go. These are all guys who are ranked top four in the world because of they're seated. They're not really they're points. Yeah. Right, they're points wise. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's interesting. I don't know. Zane at 70. I'm excited to see that. I know when Nolf wrestled down at 70 a couple of years ago, he hated it. He was so distracted <laughs> about his weight. He wasn't able to concentrate and focus like he normally does. And, you know, when you're having fun and you're wrestling that Nolf style, that Zane Payne style, you don't want to think about weight a second more than you have to. And I'm wondering if this will free Zane up even a little bit. You're talking minor levels of improvement at that level because you're so good. The only reason Zane didn't you go back to Pan Am's, he got caught and he lost that match, which had an unfortunate series of events after that being us not qualified. If Zane doesn't get stuck at the Pan Am's qualifies the weight, everything could look different. Um, but Zane at 70 dangerous, dangerous guy. I'm wondering if I never, so sitting at trials in Texas and watching, um, I never, I don't know. There's some guys you think, ah, oh, maybe the weight cut. That that never popped into my head with Zane. That oh, yeah. hey, maybe it's the weight. Maybe he's too big, right? When I mean, it probably should have. You know what I mean? From from you know, I mean, he was at 49, right? I mean, he finished his career at 149. Um, you know, going cutting that few extra pounds. I just didn't. I didn't look at him as a huge 65 pounder, but you know, now, you know, his pace wasn't what it was. His attack yeah. rate wasn't what it used to be. So I guess, Hey, you know, it probably was weight. And now, I mean, 65, 70, I mean, we're talking 11 pounds, right? Yeah. I, mean, so that's 60, a, I just Googled it. 65 kilos is 143 pounds. Yeah. That's down six. Yeah. yeah from so his that's, college weight. Yeah. And I just didn't, you just don't look at Zane as being big for the even when next to other guys he just didn't look huge for the weight right it's like yeah. ryan deacon looks big no matter what weight he's at he could go up to for some reason he looks hollow no matter what <laughs> it's know. it's insane right and you talk to him and i'm like hey you're going up this year no i'm going 57 it's like wow how he's like it's not even that bad of a cut i'm not that big and he, he's really not as big as he looks it's just the how about pentelio type pentelio oh. looks huge <laughs> huge he looks he, huge you know, like Zane pretty much got the best of them throughout college. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year, beat him at the NLWC event with a late takedown, mm-hmm. I believe. So it's like you start thinking, like, what can some of these guys do? And obviously, the respect you have to give James Green 
think he's a five-time yes. world teamer. Like you have to put him right there because he's been the guy for so long, you know, until he loses, you can't count him out from not even being in the files, but winning again, going back to like whoever, like when I said, if Seth Gross wins, I wouldn't be surprised. Or if Yanni wins, I wouldn't be surprised. James Green wins. Everybody's like number six. Nobody's yeah. stunned by that. You know, like no. you have great guys in that weight class. And I think it, it adds to the legacy James Green has built of making all these teams. I, I'm saying this loosely without knowing exactly who he beat every finals, but I think this might be his most impressive win if he makes this team. Yeah, I don't I mean, think he's had to wait this deep to make no. a team yet. No, and to me, I'm one of those guys that, hey, when you, when you started off going with you know guys, and to me, he would be my pick right now. Yeah. Um, just because until somebody beats him at this weight, I mean, the problem with James is we keep seeing him at other weights. So then we, we get this different perception. Yep. We get our, our thoughts get distorted and, and he's the best 70 in our country for the last five, six years. And it's not even close. You know right. what I mean? He's been dominant with it. So, um, to me, I mean, until I see somebody beat him at 70, he's, he's my guy. And I, I think. I think, uh, you know, J.O., I mean, if J.O. comes, J.O.'s in shape and J.O. keeps his attack rate up and doesn't get a get a three-point lead and decide to, you know, coast a little bit and stays on J.O.'s offense, he's going to be really hard to beat. But that, you know, we don't see sometimes J.O., you know, but it's weight a lot too with J.O., right? So I want to see a, a 70 J.O., with an attack rate for six minutes, a high attack rate, and he's going to be hard to beat if he can do that. Um, Deacon, too, all these guys. I mean, you could, if you told me that J.O. Zane Green Pantelio won this weight, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me. If Ryan Deacon won the weight, I think I would be a little shocked if he took a two out of three. It wouldn't Same. shock me to see him in the final. It wouldn't nope, shock me to see Ryan Deacon pull some upsets and make the final. No, I don't, I wouldn't, you know, I'm just looking back to the bill Farrell, you uh -huh. know, when they wrestled James screen, it looks like most of his matches, he beat J.O. was by one point. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see if James green is, if let's just say we get a James screen versus J.O. match. If, mm -hmm. if J.O. can attack the, and J.O. has arguably made more leaps and bounds than anybody in this country over the last two, three, four years. He has jumped leaps and bounds and improved so much. He's aging like a fine wine. So, he is. you know, again, has James Green aged as well? We don't know because we're seeing him at these different weights and it's hard to tell, you know? So, yeah, I'm with you. I think 70 is going to be very, very exciting. I mean, just imagine the semis. I don't know how the heck they're going to see this, but no matter what they do, the semis are going to be like finals matches. Like their yeah, final helper all day, a hundred percent. I mean, it's it's going to be great. This that's one thing about these small little tournaments like this is, I mean, right off the gate, round one. You know what I mean? You get you're going to yeah. get some hammers, and you know, going to the next weight seventy nine. This is the deepest, craziest, most insane weight ever. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, this is like if. I didn't go through and count, you know, how many all Americans we have. Yeah, guys, week, for, those, for those listening, I'm, I'm saying that loosely. I don't actually mean it's like the right. 
cheapest way. No, ever, no, I get it. It is insane. But it is. I mean, yeah, from from I mean, from Hayden to Burroughs to to Gant, Marsteller, Ringer, Luan, Wick, Staraki, Nolf, uh, Lavalli, Imar, McFadden, Massa, Skatska, um, <laughs> Ashworth. Uh, Mohammed McBride, who made a U23 team, who actually Mohammed McBride was just named the volunteer assistant at West that. Virginia for Tim yep. Flynn. And talk about a talk about a kid. Now, this kid, this kid enrolled at the University of Buffalo at 16 years old. OK, yeah, he couldn't wrestle until he was 18 for NCAA rules. He graduated college at 19 years old. Wow. I didn't UB know that at Buffalo at 19 years old. This kid is uh, he's a Muslim kid. Uh, grew up in Buffalo, amazing kid, great family, one of the most respectful kids you'll ever come across. Uh, he's going to, I mean, Tim Flynn nailed it with him to mentor young men. Um, you know, he'll help his, he'll help his uh, upper middle weights. And yeah. yeah, just another guy in the weight there that people probably forgot about when you're looking at how deep this weight is that, you know, he made a U23 team. So um, this weight is ridiculous. I mean, who would you pick? I mean, we're going to, I mean, obviously people are going to say Burroughs, right? But I think, I mean, Bur- again, Jordan's a good friend of mine. I'm beyond bias and saying, I think Jordan takes this weight. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, my, him and Imar were ridiculous at Final X, an amazing series. My concern is we haven't seen that Imar since that match. Two years. We have not seen that Imar literally since then. You know, they didn't, they were supposed to wrestle on a flow card a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And it turned out Imar basically couldn't make the weight. We don't um, know what Imar we're going to see here. We have no idea what Imar we're going to get here. Correct. And that's why it's like, you know, th- there are so many. What does Carter look like? What does Nolf yeah. look like? These guys that are hungry, that are, you know, and again, even with like Nolf, I feel like we're distorted. We saw, you know, Dake destroy him in the Olympic trials. Mm-hmm. But what does Nolf look like at 79? What is, you know, Nolf is an amazing, amazing wrestler. What, mm-hmm. what does it look like? What are these wrestlers that have started like the Evan Wick who have a change of scenery out in California? What does it look like to see some of them in new training habitats? Marsteller, right? Marsteller's kind of been dabbling back over there with Colat, right? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting, right? Do what chance do we see? You know, Pat Downey registers at 79 kilograms, right? I mean, he, you know, he he didn't show up the street league, you know, had some issues. Um, so but then he refocused. I think he realizes he may have dropped the ball, and then he he registers at 79. Will he make 174? I don't know. And I know he's at, been training and a guy who doesn't have much to lose on the surface is a very dangerous guy in life in general. You throw <laughs> yeah. somebody like that, you know, Downey's biggest opponent is himself. It really is. Mm-hmm. He, he seems like he can't get out of his own way. And I don't understand it. I don't know. People have a lot of different mental health stuff going on. He asked mm-hmm. me to come on this podcast about a year ago or so. And I said, oh, maybe, we'll, you know, we'll see. And then, like a couple months later, he blocked me on Twitter. So I, I have no clue um, what goes through some of these people's minds and how they think. But I do, do know. You wanna, do you want to have him on? Mm, 
Not after he blocked me. Okay. That's if he were to, if I did something to him and he tells me, Hey, you're a jerk X, Y, and Z fine. You block me for no reason. And I don't, I'm not somebody on Twitter that's slinging like that's spewing garbage and trying to knock. Yeah. Yeah. Down. You know, I get so hundred percent, but yeah, I my, get it. my point being like you throw somebody like that in a way who Downey's had some success. He sure. has, I mean, he's Baby. made a world team and I know, I know when he made the world team, it wasn't the toughest of circumstances, the way it played out with David not being able to make the team. And I think guys like Bo not knowing that and not being able to go 86, whatever I, I get that. And I'm factoring that in, but he's still a dangerous wrestler. And all yes. these guys in one weight class is nuts. It really is. No, if, like you said, if, I mean, you said, you know, he's his own worst enemy. And, you know, I mean, just imagine, think about this. Think about this. He, he goes and wrestles and, you know, David gets hurt. So he's, he's our second best guy in our country. Right. So he goes and um, makes the team. Right. And we all know everybody hears his stories. I mean, never does anything right. Doesn't train right. Doesn't live the right lifestyle. Doesn't that. And he still imagine what that guy would be like if somebody could get him to hone in yep. lifestyle, focus, mind. He would be like he we'd be talking like he beat everybody in our country. You know what I mean? Like like he's yep. right there doing everything wrong. You know what I mean? Like I know. everything wrong, not sleeping, not training, not this, not that shows up still second. You know what I mean? I mean, the talent is unbelievable. I wish he could just get it together. It would be great. I, I just, I love like kids like that, you know, talent, so talented. You just hate to see, cause you know, right. I'm 47 years old and I'm okay with, you know what I mean? I don't have those demons, but, but I know, and I've been around this sport a long time and I know yeah. a lot of kids and I know people who struggle and it's caused alcoholism. It's caused divorce. It's caused, you know what I mean? Down the road where these people yeah. don't deal with things. And then all of a sudden they're, they're 27, 28, 32, 33, 34, and it hits them, you know, and, and it's a real thing. And people don't, you know, don't realize it and don't talk about, you know, we're all in this sport and, Oh, who got, who wins, who got their hand raised? Oh yeah. Good for him. And we're all cheering. But, but then people lose track and sight of these guys. Right. I, I try not to, I, you know, if yeah. I build relationships with somebody, I try to, you know, stick with them. And, and so, you know, when you hear these things and, and you just try to do what you can to help someone else. So they don't go through the same thing that you know is going to happen. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. going to happen. You can't keep running. You know what I mean? Like sooner or later, it's going to hit you. You got to look in the mirror. You and, can't keep brushing your teeth with your eyes closed. You yeah, know what I mean? And, and I, I do think it's so important to be empathetic. I mean, I gave my life to God years ago because I know I'm a self-sabotager. I know I'm somebody okay. who like, I'll put myself in bad situations. I just, mm -hmm. as humans, we're hardwired. Mm -hmm. we, we do things that are not in our best interest. And then we're surprised by why we did it. Just mm -hmm. over and over, we'll do something. Not, and, and that's how I am. I, I'll do something like, why, why did I do that? Or why did I say this? You know, so I know years ago, that's why I became a Christian. Like, okay, God, I need you to guide me. I need you to lead me, push me in the right direction because I know I can't count on this person or that person, whatever. So I think we all need, we all need pushing. We all need guidance. I, I do, I do hope Pat finds that. I know that it's, I, I'm never one to jump on like, especially when Twitter becomes a cesspool and, and jumps on people. Look at mm -hmm. you put yourself out there. You're going to get ridiculed from people. There's no doubt about it, but yeah. you know, I do think it's important to, to have empathy and 
when, when I see something, I, I, you and I have talked about it. Your heart kind of hurts more because you're not in a place of like, oh, good for him. He got what's coming to him. You say, oh, man, I remember years ago, I heard a pastor, um, Chuck Smith, is a long story, but the end of it was this girl who was beautiful girl, so much potential, homecoming queen, everything. And she got hooked on heroin and died like three years later. And he, he sat with meetings with her and long and short of it is that like wasted potential is always tragic. And that stuck with me for like the last 10, 15 years ago from when I heard that. So when you see wasted potential of any kind, it, it hurts. You, you really hope that, you know, and it's not even just like, guys, I'm not even just talking about guys like Pat, even with injuries, even with yeah. stuff that's just like so much of wrestling is health and relevancy and timing. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys being healthy, you start talking about the world team trials, guys, who's healthy, who's had COVID restrictions, who's had this, yeah. what's everybody going to look like after this, you know, last year of not having world championships last year, having Olympic trials, changing your body. It's going to be interesting all around. I don't want it to sound like we're picking on Pat because I'm not. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, all right, let's get back to 79. Who you like Burroughs? Who would you think out of this mix? Okay, I, I like Burroughs as well. Um, Ringer. Ringer is an interesting one, right? I mean, we haven't seen Ringer in how long. Ringer is Ringer's never lost to anybody in this weight. Okay. Yeah. Ringer only has a handful of domestic losses. Like five, I think. Yeah, and none of them are to these guys. Um, who who would you who would you think sees Burroughs in the finals of this weight? I mean, who would you who would you pick? Being a Nittany Line fan, I'd love to say Nall for Carter. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I, I think it really depends on I feel like I'll have a this is maybe obvious, but I feel like I'll have a great answer for that Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. what does McFadden come in looking like? You know, what is, does Imar the last time I got excited for an Imar match it didn't happen. Right. You know, and he had a surgery. His shoulder surgery was the first surgery he's ever had in his career. And he hasn't been able to get back to that place. I hope he does. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm really torn. Um Gant, Gant. He's Gant's. top four in the world seated right now. Here's another one that's interesting to me. A kid that is probably not not even a probably, I'll take that back. For sure, one of the most technical, savvy, and uh freestyle wrestlers in this group is Massa. Now all right, I when saw it comes he registered to freestyle. I saw he registered at 70. Did that get changed? Because I didn't even know he was wrestling 79. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to go 79. That's okay. what I've been told. Um, or he was registered 74, sorry. Yes, yes, he was registered yep. 74, and it, you couldn't have been, yep. <laughs> right? So, yeah, he's going to go up, which is 174, which is probably, you know, the weight we'll see him at in this college season. Um, yep. So that'll be interesting, right? Because he's, I mean, he's really high-level freestyle. Um, you know, he's he's been there and be a lot of these guys so he's the guy to watch out for it's just we have a lot of unknowns right we don't know what imar we're gonna get we don't know exactly. what ringer we're gonna get right yeah. we we just don't know right we we don't know mcfadden's we've also not right? seen burroughs at 79 in the tournament ever ever 
I'll give ever. him the edge because he is Jordan Burroughs, but we've never seen him wrestle in the tournament at 79 kilos. And you know what another thing is about Burroughs too, is everybody just because he was a 74 for so long, everybody think, listen, wait, that, that weight is not easy for him to make. No, that is a, that is a weight cut. It takes a lot of, a lot of effort, a lot of dieting, a lot of working out. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it, that's not an easy cut to him. So for him right now to it, at this point in his career to get those, you know, get those 11 pounds on his body. Right. Yeah. You know, and we could see what I want to see is what I've noticed that he's yeah. gotten older. Okay. But with the weight cut, them quick twitch muscles, just right. That explosion in that, and that fire, that quick fire, right? He lost a little bit because, you know, he's getting older, the weight cut. Now I want to see at 79, are we going to get the hand, the level change, the hand yep. fake, the, left, the double. Are. Is a double going to come back now? That's yep. what I want to see. And I hope it does because I'm a firm believer in, hey, he's not, he didn't lose that speed yet with age, okay? I think he's yep. lost it from weight cutting, quick twitch muscles aren't firing. So yep. I'm thinking now plus 11, we may get the, you know, I want to see the level changes and knee hitting the mat, you know, the head fakes and, and getting yep. back to his doubles. And if we see that, he could run. If, if, if that could, Jordan Burrow shows up, he'd run through this weight. Yep. He could run through this weight because yep. I don't think athletically, you know, if he gets that level change going and then body fakes, it'll just, these guys, just athletic athleticism, they're not going to be able to, you know, no, I agree. deal with him. So yeah. that'll be interesting. And if we get that Jordan, you know, and then the move, right? Like what Jordan are we going to see? Yeah. Right. I mean, Philly you know, is that yeah. what McFadden are we going to, is that McFadden is he jumped the level, right? And we, how we about go for back, like Jordan talk. too? Jordan, who do you have as a training partner in Nebraska burger, a lighter guy versus Mark Hall in Philly. Right. And McFadden, right. Some bigger guys there. And yeah. they got some guys on their roster that are, that are solid. Um, you know what? They got a guy, Doug Zaff, who's going to make some noise this year at yep. Penn that guys aren't, you know, he came in, thought he was going to be a 33 kid. Just he was runner up by, at the world team trials, right? Junior world trials. Yeah. And he's going to be a 57 now big kid. He's going to, he's going to be good, which is going to put Artelona back at 49, which is where he needs to be. anyway. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting. And we talked about J.O. too. What J.O. we're going to see, right. With a training environment change, you know, yeah. where he's up there now. Right. So, you know, it'll be interesting. Um, 92. What do you think of 92? 92 for me goes Jaden. So yeah, it depends on, I, I think Jaden wins this weight. Um, mm -hmm. you know, much like Burroughs, he's the guy, much like James Green, he's been the guy. Mm -hmm. Um, he, he's not on, he lost to the scale at the Olympic trials, you know, and I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just, he didn't lose a match at the trials and say, oh, how does he stack up to so-and-so we saw, I think, so I, I think Nate Jackson beats Kyvin and I think Jaden beats Nate. I think that's how the top three unfolds. But do Jaden and Nate get seated on the same side? I don't know. Um, those are the three guys there at that weight. I, Mike Mock, like, I, I don't know if it's just because I love that kid, but he can do some damage. That kid can just turn it on and go. But I think Jaden is, is my clear favorite to win 
Um, I think Nate just beat Kyvin, right? Yes. And I like Moore too. Colin Moore is a stud. I yeah, love I mean, I think run. I think Moore could could knock some of these guys off. And you know what? Uh, Jaden's gonna make history as well uh, if he makes weight. I mean, we've we've never seen a guy blow his last weigh-in, he blew weight. Now he's yeah. down eleven pounds. Right. That don't you don't you don't see guys blow weight and then down eleven pounds, right? So it'll be interesting. I mean, he'll make it, he'll be fine. Um, but it's just it's just interesting, right? That that you know, a guy misses weight and guys, you know, think, oh no, he misses weight, and then now he's gonna go down eleven pounds, you know. So um yeah. he's he's trimmed down. I saw a picture of him the other day. Um looks looks great. I mean, doesn't have any fat. I mean, he's it's just he can transform his body in a matter of, you know, four, five, six months like no one I've ever seen. He can put that size on and he can shrink the body down. It's it's yeah. uh, it's amazing. He's he's a pro at it. That's for sure. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I like I like Jaden and, and I think it's probably it's probably Nate unless they're on the same side. Right. Um, which I don't know how that's going to how that's going to work. I out think was- the seeds go Jaden, Nate, one, one, two. I'm assuming Jaden's the reigning world champ um, yeah. at 92. I'm assuming you give him the one and you give Nate the two. If they switch it, it gets interesting because Nate could be the, Nate could be the one Jaden, the two Kyvin the three. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. And it, it, it could be real interesting. Um, You know, I mean, a guy too in there that, uh, you know, Dudley, Dudley's in there, which I mean, Hidley's a wild card too. Hidley's yep. both of them, both brothers. Yeah. They're wild cards. They are always right. And Zilmer, Zilmer's in, uh, Zilmer's in there too, which I mean, Zilmer's going to beat one of these guys. No doubt about it. Zilmer's tough. Very I tough. Mean, he, Zilmer's going to beat one of these guys. And Willie Nicholas is in the field as well. Yep. So yeah, you, know, you that, have some that, great, you know, the weight isn't as deep with the names like 79 is. Mm-hmm. But but there, there's a lot of talent at that weight. Right. I mean, I just mentioned Willie Miklas and um I mean at the end there. And I mean, yeah, Miklas is a four-time AA, I believe. I think he so, was too. Yeah, I believe Willie Miklas is a four-time All-American. So um, I mean, that's a that's a solid weight as well. And um Foster's in the weight too, right? Drew Foster's coming up to 92. So, you know, we'll see what happens yep. with that. Um, and then heavyweight. And that comes down uh, to Mason and Gwiz, I think. Yeah, I think the other guys, you know, the the wild cards always Dom Bradley, right? Yep. Can Dom can Dom slow a match down, get a push out, get a score yep. and beat you, you know? So that's one that, you know, Mason did well against them in, you know, last time. And, you know, Dom's and, getting a little bit older. These guys I, pick up the pace and he's can't right. hang, you know? Yeah, no, I think the same thing. I think that weight just isn't that deep also. I think you have Gable that, you know, people work shirt. Is he gonna is he gonna continue or not? And I think aside from that, that's how that's how heavyweight's kind of always been. We've had like one really good standout, and then some guys that are like two, three, four that kind of just hang out in those spots and switch order and stuff. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, Pantelio tweeted out a couple of weeks ago, like mark my words, Mason Paris ready to go world champ this that so you know i know i know he's hungry so it's gonna be interesting that'll be a great if that's the final series i'm here for that oh. best best of three series 
Oh, that's, that's going to be great. That's going to be amazing. Actually. Uh, I can't wait. Um, I'm going to be going, uh, on Friday, I'll get in there on Friday to Lincoln. It's weird because the, the scheduling and the planning on USA wrestling probably wasn't the greatest. Um, I know, uh, Nebraska has a home football game. Okay. Saturday. Okay. And the stadiums are like right next to each other. So the parking for the event is going to be a, a mess because all the parking downtown is going to be for football, you know? So it's, it's going to be at least on Saturday. So it's going to be a mess, you know, staying downtown, you know, within walking distance. So got that figured out, but yeah, it's going to be, I've never been to Lincoln. So I'm flying to Des Moines um, on like Wednesday. I'm going to, uh, uh, do some, or I'm going to meet up with Zach from stalemates. Um, and then I'll, and then I have a friend of mine from Chicago flying to Des Moines on Friday morning. And then we're driving out to Lincoln. It's Got three it. hours. And then yeah. he's, and then we're going to drive back to Des Moines and both fly home from Des Moines. It was just easier to get in and out of Des Moines. Um, I than know, it was Lincoln. Yeah. And it's a three hours, but like it's a three hour drive, but actually, you know what? And rental cars have been expensive, but for some reason, I got a rental car from Friday to Monday for $140 from the airport. Wow. Which, yeah, so that, like, I, that, I, and still saved, you know what I'm saying? Like, the flights yeah. were more than 140 more to Lincoln. So, and then I can do some stuff while I'm in the morning. I can meet up with Zach. I may jump on a happy hour with Hager on Thursday, and then, uh, and then go the out. The Felter's Fact Lincoln. Show. Yep, the Felters Fat Show. <laughs> yep, we'll jump on with him and see if I can't, you know, razz him a little bit. I'm trying to drag him out there to Lincoln, but I don't know. He's got who's number one, uh, Jezaroga and uh, McGowan the following weekend are wrestling. Who's number yeah. one? And him and him and TJ are going out to coach Jezaroga. So, um, hey, and then you know what? We'll get we'll get going. You know, we'll do some more of these, but yeah. Um, we got big. I mean, you know, we're a little bit of ways away here. We're probably about uh, maybe a month, five weeks away from uh, big recruiting weekends, right? We got October 8, 9, October 15, 16. Those weekends are huge recruiting weekends for football across the country. Iowa's having a bunch of kids in, Ohio State kids in, Penn State kids in, North Carolina kids in. So as that gets closer, you know, we'll maybe do an episode on that. Yeah, maybe I think who's it's- going where. I think too, you know, talking about what happens after the world team trials, we might have to do an episode based on what happens, you know? And like, I don't know the women's side enough to preview it, but I know Uh there's going to be a lot to talk about it after. Oh yes. Like 53 kilos, like Peyton Preston, I think is going to be an absolute star. You have so many studs 53. I think is gonna be wild, but I think it's gonna be fun to talk about women's after the event and i also think a lot of the storylines that could develop from who wins and what happens i think that could be a fun time too with you know what what ends up happening with soriana what happens with all these guys i think it could be a a fun show yeah no and i and i'll and i'll be one to admit you know until i'd say two years ago i was totally yeah you know not i would say women's wrestling at the high level but like the, the youth, you know what I mean? It just didn't, yeah. it, it didn't catch my eye. I, I wasn't like watching it Same. and it didn't catch yeah. my eye. It just, 
not that it was born. I don't know. I just didn't pay attention to it. Right. And then over the last couple of years, I kind of started to this year at Fargo, um, the first session I left, I was, it was just been a long week. So then I started paying more attention to it. Um, and standing some mat side at Fargo. Yeah. And, uh, I really changed my outlook on it and, uh, I'm all in. I mean, I'm, I want to start actually, mm. I want to start doing, I want to start, I want to be able to myself as a wrestling person, be able to come on these shows with you. Like we just broke this down and I want to be able to do that for the women. And I want to be able to do that for the cadets, the juniors, yep. and Same. and me as a and that and that's where that's my goal. Um, I'm learning. I'm getting there. I'm I'm because uh, I think it's only fair, right? I mean, if I was a girl wrestler out there and I got on these shows all these times and they're listening and watching and they don't get a lot of love, you know what I mean? And and I think we need to do a better job of it. Me myself personally, Willie, Flow Wrestling. Inner Matt's doing a really good job with the girls, actually. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's outlets out there where it's like, hey, we got to do better, right? We we do. We have to do better. They're going to save our sport, all right? We deal with Title IX and D1, and as we start growing and women wrestling, listen, if you're a university right now and you're not looking at that after the Olympics, I mean, this, this is going to catch on, and this is going to be big, and, and uh, they're going to save our sport. Um, I mean, with Title IX, I mean, you start adding – 30 girls to a university, right? We have 30 girls wrestling. We have 30 guys wrestling. Okay. Now we're, you know, yeah. we, we're, we're not going to have to worry as much, you know, and, and, and they deserve it. They work hard. I'll tell you what, they, you go, go around to camps, go around to camps for 13 and younger. You can't, you can't get those boys to pay much attention. Those girls are all I've, eyes. I've been and hearing ears. that. Yeah. They are seen it. All eyes and ears. They don't. They're. They want to learn. The I boys think too, are. You know, I made. I made a note of it a couple times in this podcast. Um, I think the women are also giving us a lot to talk about, which is, I mm -hmm. think, really what separates them from Greco is that they really started winning, and there's so many storylines. If you yeah. don't think if Kennedy Blades goes out and makes his world team, everybody's talking about her all week long. You're nuts. She could win three world championships potentially this year. Nobody on U23s is gonna stop her she stays healthy check the box that's done so if she makes this world team which i think she will and by the way for those listening if you haven't listened to the last episode with kennedy and izzy fantastic conversation like kennedy could make three world teams this year and win three world championships that helps the sport because that gives you something to talk about when you have more to talk about you know one of the reasons we talk so much about men's freestyle aside from just following it and i've told that story 10 times in the podcast, but there's so much to talk about as the levels of talent and the depth grows in the women's side. And as you have performances where you're winning worlds, you're winning Olympics, you're winning junior worlds, those things give media outlets more to talk about. And that's what draws in the fan. Cause even if you or I care about it and want to talk about it more, there has to be substance for us to pull the audience in. I think yeah. getting us, at this like media level intrigue is not that hard engaging the the fan who might not care as much that's where you need the great storylines the kennedy blades the blade sisters you know working those things in i think is going to help the sport so much and they're doing such a good job of branding themselves of winning the future is definitely they're, bright for women's wrestling the they're so enthusiastic they're so excited 
they're so positive. You know what I mean? Just as a whole, as the women, I mean, you interview and you see their interviews top to bottom. It could be the sixth place girl to the champion. They're all, you know, they're excited. They're enthusiastic. They, they, um, they're excited for the future. You know, I think it's, it's great. And I think, uh, in the, you know, I think we're going to be, this is going to take off. We're going to be dominant. We're in when women's wrestling in the next quad up until the next few Olympics. We're going to we're going to be dominant. We're going to be a force to be reckoned with. We're going to be challenging Japan and yeah. uh, and the world stage. And, and it's going to be it's going to be amazing. And as we keep growing and and, you know, the uh, the numbers are starting to churn and, and the more states are getting involved and and. Uh, and the numbers are going up and up and up. I mean, they're like, yeah, you know, 30, 40% jump a year in girl wrestling participation. You know what I mean? So it's a growing sport and, and, uh, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna do great things and continue to do great things. So I agree. Where else you want it? Where else you want to go? We've been on quite a while. What's what you got going on today? A lot uh, of work to do. Yeah. I think this might be the, uh, the cutting segment. But okay. this was a great conversation. Let's definitely maybe hop on after the world team trials. Yeah. We'll kind of go through what we thought would happen and see how it played out. Uh-huh. Um, I'm excited for that. Definitely. Me too. And uh, you enjoy your Bills game. And uh, I'm pumped. And keep Bills it. Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> how do you think they're going to do this year? Super Bowl. Super Bowl champs. Every year? Yeah, I think their, their, biggest, <laughs> their biggest hurdle this year is going to – the, the number one favorite to win the Super Bowl right now is Mahomes and the Chiefs. And then behind that, I think to make the Super Bowl is the Bills and Josh Allen. So it kind of sucks. We're both in the AFC. We have, it's almost like potentially the AFC championship game is going to be more difficult to win than the Super Bowl. Um, so we'll see. But that's Super Bowl, Super Bowl champs. <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope so, man. I mean, I mean, look at Milwaukee, I mean, Milwaukee Bucks. They, I mean, they won the NBA this year, right? So, yeah. I mean, that'd be great for Buffalo. I'm here be for awesome. it. I'm definitely oh, man, could you it. imagine that? I mean, no, the crazies I <laughs> that, that place. Oh, my gosh. They better be they better be ready if they won. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that would be a wild week. Wild week. <laughs> You'd have to shut down. You <laughs> would. All right, Corby, thank you for right, once buddy. again making the time. We'll do this again soon. All right, talk to you. Awesome, man. See ya. All right.